Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Fully Accountable Podcast. I'm your host, Leia Vahere. Well, guys, here we are. We're here on another week, the week before Christmas. I am so excited. I have some family coming down or coming up. Yeah, coming down for Christmas, um, I guess, because they're coming down from Canada. And I'm really excited to to see them. And we're going to have a full house this Christmas season, which will be kind of hilarious because uh, it's not just going to be a full house with people. It's going to be a full house with animals. Uh, we're going to, I think, have like two dogs at least. Um, two dogs. Mm, three, four, maybe five cats. I don't know. It's something insane. And um, knowing, you know, my dog, Miss Nova, she's going to be partying it up with all the cats and dogs. And Mr. Elvis, I'm sure, will be so excited to see all the humans and all the animals as well. So, I hope you guys are just like, you know, getting everything together, finishing up your shopping, getting into the Christmas spirit. I know for me, I have been watching like different Christmas movies, um, especially like the cheesy Christmas movies. I haven't really like tapped into any of the like classic Christmas movies. It's all been... um, you know like the ones that are super like hallmark like so cheesy um and it's so funny because like usually when I'm watching movies like I tend to fall asleep and with these hallmark movies or I don't even know if they're hallmark movies but they're just like the bad like Amazon Prime movies and they're so bad that like I stay awake and watch them because I'm like just in awe of how terrible they are or how like you know factually incorrect they are (laughs) because like one we were watching it was like mistletoe in montana and it's like everything they're wearing everything they're doing it's just like a cowboy would never do that and like a cowgirl would never wear that to do chores or whatever like it was just I don't know it was hilarious and so I have been enjoying those I've never actually really watched cheesy Christmas movies before I've always been more of like the classics so that's been kind of a nice um addition to getting into the holiday spirit um before I was like last week no two weeks ago I was in Florida which was awesome I'm not even sure if I said that on the last podcast but I was in Florida and we did a tournament for earth medicine um for a golf uh tournament and it was really really great Uh, met a lot of people and I'm just super excited to see you know where earth medicine fertilizer goes in 2024 I think it's gonna just be awesome and I think the growth is going to be something really exciting to be a part of so that's kind of what's been new with me and this week has just been busy making product like actually manufacturing earth medicine product because we're kind of wrapping up production for all of that and like the commercial side of things getting some other things kind of uh, finalized for like my retail product and my website and marketing and all the good things right just all the amazing things and the days just freaking fly by like (laughs) they're just flying by so it's kind of funny because I 
was like sitting down and thinking like excited to record the podcast and excited to just kind of you know flow and see what comes out and everything but I haven't done it in like a month right because I've had guests and then the week before it was Thanksgiving and we took a break so I haven't been um you know super I don't know I've like in the moment with it right I haven't done like an in the moment podcast in like a month so um just bear with me I might fumble some words or I might kind of go on and on about something but I'm just you know allowing myself to get back in the flow of it um yeah so this week it's I was just kind of deciding you know what did I want to talk about um there was this topic that has been definitely on my mind to speak about, but I've been kind of hesitant because I'm not by any means an expert in it. I don't really, I only know what I know. Like I only know from my own personal experience. I only know from my own, you know, teachings that I've received from Leanna Shante and her programs and stuff. Like by no means am I an expert, but what came to my awareness is um, the topic of how inner children were running my life. Now, if you are into self-development, if you are into healing, if you have, you know, kind of looked at childhood wounding or any kind of, you know, self, self-help stuff, you might have come across you might have come across the term inner children or the inner child and you might not know what that means um maybe you've, you've probably heard me talk about it if you've listened to this podcast i'm sure i've talked about it plenty of times but you might not really know what it is and it's something that i always kind of refer back to whenever someone is like opening up to me and talking to me about uh, different things, you know, that they want to look at within their life or they're looking at doing some healing or they're looking at, you know, just trying to understand why this pattern keeps on showing up in their life like why do they keep on why does this cycle that they don't like why does the same cycle keep on happening again and again my answer is always 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 to look at the inner child to get to know their inner children and to address their core wounds now the core wounds are mother wound father wound and narcissistic relationships healing from narcissistic relationships. These are all actually uh, programs that Leanna Shante uh, has provided and they are the ones that I've taken myself. Now, I mean, you do you, you, you go about your business however you choose. Me personally, I feel her programs are the best of the best and they really cut the bullshit and they really get uh, to the core of things and really help move some shit especially the healing from narcissistic relationships that one is is a game changer there's so much energy work that goes on in that program plus there's so much really helpful information so that your brain like your cognitive brain can actually process and understand and validate you and just help you really like move through a lot of like old trauma that have that you may have been going 
through since you were a little kid and now it's been transpiring in your you know relationships today so that is something I always tell people is to get to know their inner child and to heal the core wounds or to look at healing the core wounds and to me that my understanding of the inner child and again not an expert in this but um my understanding of the inner child is this a part of the subconscious of the sorry it is a part of your subconscious brain so what does that mean well part of your brain so part of the subconscious brain is going to dictate different patterns different reactions different actions in your life and you don't even really know what's dictating it or why you're doing it right it's more of like reactionary and that reactionary um, process is due to the inner children that are running your life now you might be like okay like is there like a little inner child in my brain like running things well yeah kind of like it's the energy body of that inner child. It's the, it's the emotional maturity of that inner child that is running the running the show. So when you were a kid, when you were a little little person, you know, 0 to 7, you know, right up into your teens, different events in your life made an imprint on you. So Like um, if you were, say, left, um, say your parents got divorced when you were super little and you, no one explained to you why, like no one explained to you where dad was going or why do we live in a different house or, you know, did I, nothing. Like they just didn't give you any, any explanation. No one sat with you with your feelings. No one gave you, you know, let you ask questions. They just kind of, whisked you away and made you roll with the punches. Well, that energetic imprint is going to stay with you all throughout your teenage years up into your adulthood. So then in your adulthood, you have this energetic imprint of being abandoned. And now you might have an intense fear of people abandoning you, people leaving you. And that can result in you acting in a certain way to try to, pro- to to try to protect yourself and trying to ensure that that never happens again. So that can happen in, you know, some people will be people pleasers. Some people will, you know, cling to uh, relationships. Some people will try to leave before they can be left. You know, there's there's all different things that can result in these traumatic uh, experiences. And again, I'm not an expert in this. Um, Leanna's programs does go into very great details um, on, you know, what different experiences can happen in a person's life and how that can manifest into certain actions and certain behaviors later on in life. But for myself, you know, the inner child or the inner children have become a really, really big part of my healing journey. And so when I describe it as like, you know, a part of the subconscious brain, you know, that sounds super, super surface level, like, it, it just, you know, kind of really downplays it, right? 
But what I have found is that when you actually get in touch with this inner child, this inner child learning, this inner child healing, you develop a very, very deep personal relationship with every single one of your inner children. And it's a very loving relationship. It's very nurturing. um, It's very present. And that having all of those things associated with your inner child, all those feelings towards your inner child, that is how you actually begin to heal the inner child. Because you're being compassionate towards yourself. You're being loving towards yourself. You're being patient towards yourself. You're not, you're being protective of yourself. All of this is just work that we're directing inward, right? So when I am picturing my inner child, when I'm picturing that inner girl, that little girl, it's very, very easy for me to um, muster up an emotion of protectiveness, love, compassion, understanding, because I see her as a little girl, like she just needs my help, right? And But in reality, I'm just giving all of those loving things to myself. Does that make sense? So I guess it's just a way that um, can help you move through these emotions, can help you access deep emotion and actually for the first time in your life, feel true self-love. Because I know for me, you know, is like just if when I didn't know what the inner child was, when I was just thinking about me, myself, and I, you know, as like the adult version of myself, I would brush everything off and just be like, oh, you can handle it. Or, oh, I, you know, it's no big deal. Or, oh, just get over it. You know, I was, I was so much more like tough on myself because as an adult, as an independent woman, as a, as a grown up, you know, I shouldn't be getting flustered over these simple benign things in life, or I shouldn't be getting upset over this conversation or that comment, you know, I would just really, um, kind of come down on myself and be harsh and just, uh, just push it all to the side. And when it's a, when I'm thinking of it at more in the terms of how is this hurting like a child? How is this hurting my inner child? And I see that little girl. I don't know. For me, it just changes the game. It just changes the the dynamic. And I'm actually able to stop and be present and and see what they need and, you know, sit with them or sit with myself and just, you know, basically just send them love and understanding and let them know like I see you so like for me like having that sort of like I'm letting you guys in on the know of like how I like actually like do healing here right like this is pretty intimate stuff um because everybody talks about it but I don't think they ever go into like the nitty-gritty of how they like actually do it uh because it's so personal because you're you know when I say like I'm going inward it's like yeah, I'm going in a fucking meditation and I'm going within myself and I'm sending myself love and I'm, you know, going through all this like thought process that I need to in order to shift this energy, to let go of this anger, to um, just resolve whatever inner turmoil, turmoil is going on within me, right? That's what, that's what everybody's doing. So if you're like new to the scene and you don't like know where to even begin with like healing or anything like that, I'm telling you, it's the inner child work is the game. It's the only way. It's the only way. That and Jesus is the only way. And 
it is just something that you have to develop a very personal, intimate relationship with. And no one can tell you how to really do it or no one can tell you what's right or wrong. I don't believe there is any right or wrong way of doing it. But you have to be authentic and you have to be open to seeing and to be receiving whatever messages come to you, right? And that's that's the biggest thing with any of this. With any of this healing, it's really important for you to access these deeper emotions. And sometimes it's fucking hard. Like, because you like, you maybe you've just been brought up in a, in a household that like no one expressed any emotions. Like maybe you never saw your mom cry or... Maybe you never saw your dad cry or or maybe like, you know, you're always told to toughen up or you, everybody just kind of shut down and just like didn't express anything. So yeah, that would be really fucking hard to like all of a sudden try to go deep and within and try to have access that, that for yourself. But again, it's like that whole inner child concept, me, it's like us going back in and parenting those inner children that didn't get the loving parents that they deserved that didn't get that parent that they they needed in that moment of whatever kind of traumatic um event happened to them like that's the whole foundation of it in my opinion and my in my experience right and so for me like inner inner children were running my life and if you haven't done any healing um like honestly inner children are probably running your life too (laughs) are they just and the way that they run your life how they were running my life is I started to see these patterns of self-destruction or patterns of the same fight or patterns of the same triggers happening again and again and again it was like different people same song and dance and if you ever find yourself saying like why does this keep happening or this always happens to me in relationships like well one that's a self-fulfilling prophecy so there you go maybe take a look at that and two that is a direct sign that you have some sort of uh, low frequency toxic pattern that you have developed and that your inner child keeps on initiating in your life that keeps on happening. So, and it's interesting because I had to kind of really like understand the difference between feeling comfortable with accessing a range of emotions because we want to have emotions we we do we want to be able to feel deeply we want to be able to grieve deeply we want to be able to you know feel love we want to feel joy we can feel anger you know emotions are not bad they are not the enemy here but what I found is like understanding the difference between allowing myself to feel this deep range of emotion versus allowing an inner child to run the show where I would have very reactionary emotions. So feeling deep emotions is very different than having reactionary emotions. My reactionary emotions are inner children. Um, My reactionary emotions, they can be in the form of like anger 
They can be in the form of um, frustration, um, like bitchiness, um, judgmental criticism, uh, just really harsh, like really harsh kind of tones and all that. That is all my inner child. That is all my little bitchy inner child doing her thing. And what I found is in relationships, I would, these like inner children would come up. I would be super like critical or bitchy or whatever. And the partner that I was with obviously would recoil, retract, and suppress. And, you know, just not want to talk about it. They would shut down because that was their inner child response. So it's very interesting when you are not healing and you're just going out about in the world, you are attracting wound-to-wound partnerships. So what is a wound-to-wound partnership? Well, basically, if you've done zero, like zero self-work, self-development, healing, you know, raising your vibration, raising your standards, raising, you know, kind of like changing how you think, um, if you are just kind of bopping along through life, you're going to attract a wound-to-wound partnership. So that means your wounds are going to be a perfect match for someone else's wounds. So like for me, it's like if I, I would always attract people who would shut down and my wounds would always be super like reactive and um, like harsh or critical or, you know, kind of like fiery and stuff. And the partner I was with would, you know, sometimes would be someone who would want to shut down, complacent, don't talk about it, just basically weather the storm. And then when it's over, it's over, right? Not all dynamics were like that. Not saying every single relationship was like that, but this one in particular, this one relationship I was in, that's how it was. And that would cause me to just, I don't know, just never ever be able to like feel like we could resolve anything. And I mean, we probably were never going to be able to resolve anything anyways if uh, inner child was always going to um, be running the show for both of us. Because the one thing that you can kind of tell in a relationship, um, if it is an inner child issue coming up and not an actual issue of the, the relationship. And this is such a great example because Leanna has talked about this in, oh gosh, I don't know, mother wound maybe. Anyways, um, it's, she goes into it of saying basically like if you had a disagreement or an argument with your partner which happens like doesn't matter if you're healed or not healed like you're gonna have disagreements or you're gonna have to have discussions on stuff that are uncomfortable and say your partner did something that really hurt your feelings and you were triggered by it because it fucking hurt your feelings and you brought it up to them and they were genuinely very sorry like they had no idea they took full accountability they were like very sorry and just you know really tried to make you feel loved and and heard and totally validated where you were coming from and said you know like I will make sure like I won't ever cross that line again or I won't ever I'll be more mindful of that or whatever like they were genuinely sorry right okay normal adult brain whatever you should be fine. That should be fine. 
case closed, door closed. That should never get brought up again in a fight, an argument, nothing. Like, you should be able to move on. But if you find yourself still stewing over it and still thinking about that same event and still like wanting them to apologize even more (laughs) and wanting them to grovel even more and wanting like some sort of you want like just more from them because you're just not satisfied with that like I don't know like authentic apology that is an inner child and no one is responsible for that inner child to be made felt better besides yourself you are the only one who is responsible for that inner child and you are the only one who can help that inner child your spouse will not be able to do it your current you know your mother your father your best friend are not going to be able to heal that inner child you in this point in time are going to be the one to reparent to show up and to be the one who actually changes that pattern that behavior and heal that inner child So if you find yourself clinging or stewing over any kind of um, issue that might come up between yourself and, you know, a partner or any relationships with anybody, it could be with a teacher, it could be with a freaking boss, anything, and and that person had taken accountability and they had apologized for it, if you still can't move on, just know that that is an inner child. And... What's interesting is like mine still come up, especially like my inner children. I've done a, a lot of healing like for myself. Like, I mean, there's no fucking scale here. There's no hierarchy. There's no like competition here by any means. But I just know for myself and where I was at and what I know um I definitely felt I've come a long way in the inner child work but I still fucking find they come up which is I mean yeah of course because there's always going to be more work to do and there's always going to be new events that come up new stressors in life new um tension points that come up new people who come into your life that are going to trigger an event that are going to trigger some sort of uh issue within myself that I need to look at and heal really like that's really what it comes down to and so the thing with inner child work it's it's always ongoing like it is always ongoing until it's not I guess but every time you do you chip away at it and every time you do more work and every time you have those conversations with your inner child and you that love and that patience and you just see them for them the easier it gets right the easier it gets every single time um i find like it's kind of the trick to the trick to this game <laughs> is basically identifying when you got to chill you gotta put down the phone you gotta turn off the computer you gotta step away from the conversation whatever it may be you need to take yourself out of whatever the triggering environment is or whatever the stressful environment is you just gotta take your take a breath take yourself out of that environment and go within 
and check in on your inner children to see if they need help if they need if there's anyone if there's any groundedness you need to do any kind of um you know old pattern coming up any kind of old wounding that's coming up that you need to address that becomes kind of like the the key point of like discernment in all of this is knowing when to take a beat and go within which I know I talked about in another episode was like when you feel fear when you feel that anxiousness come up that like tightness in your chest or that anxiousness it's like your your skin is itchy like you're just not grounded that's when you know you need to take a beat and you need to go within and it's because all of those are little cue signs that like this is an inner child thing this is something that you need to look at and you need to address it before you make shit worse for yourself before you either do some sort of like self-sabotaging or before you say something you'll regret or if you are you know projecting and like blaming other people um for whatever sort of frustrations that are showing up in your life um before you do any of that (laughs) you want to take a second and you want to go within And when I was living a life where I was allowing inner children to run my life, I was not taking a beat. And I was um, projecting, you know, my own insecurities, my own fears, my frustrations. I was projecting all of that on the, the person uh, the relationship, the the environment I was in. I was always projecting that. And that would cause me to have these same, same cycles where it's like I could be in a place, I could be in a relationship for a certain amount of time until like I blew it up. And not to say any of those people, places, or things were aligned with me. Clearly they weren't. Like they were probably aligned for a certain amount of time until they weren't anymore and I just found myself constantly you know doing that pattern when in hindsight you know hindsight is 2020 if I would have just removed myself from that situation or from the situations and gone within and just been by myself on my own I wouldn't have had to have those relationships where I had to, you know, basically go through like that heartbreak in order to learn those lessons um, and have those fights and have those triggers and stuff. I could have just avoided all of that and done inner child work and just bopped along going through life, working towards my highest path, my passions, my goals, my expansion, and just, you know, trust that God will send me the right person when the time is right and not worry about any of that. But no, when I was letting inner children run my life, I was clinging. I was clinging to old jobs. I was clinging to like whatever relationship I was in, even though I had all these like red flags that like this person was not aligned for me. um, Because like our core, like our core values, like were not we're not aligned at all and it's like I would know that right from the get-go but I would overlook all of that and my ego would tell me like oh yeah they'll change they'll come around or 
you know, that those core issues won't won't affect us long term or I can have my core values and he can have his core values and they don't need to be aligned for, in order for us to work. For me, yeah, they they do have to be aligned. <laughs> like maybe they don't for you, but for me in my life, absolutely. I need a partner who is 100% we're we're aligned, we're on board with the exact same core values and um everything else, everything else can almost be negotiable, right? Like interests, hobbies, you know, tastes, like whatever, all of that is like stuff that can ebb and flow and be negotiable. But like now as I'm older and have more awareness, it's like, no, the core values need to be lined up. And what I find is like, even though I knew a lot of my not a lot, but a decent amount of my core values back then, my inner children would convince me to compromise on them, would comp- to, would convince me that it was fine, that, you know, whatever kind of validation, security, um, false love that I was getting from this relationship, that was, that was worth it. That was worth compromising my values on, which now... God, no, <laughs> not even close. But I know like a lot of you have maybe felt the same way. I know a lot of you maybe have are in a relationship right now where you know that it's no longer aligned, but you're fucking terrified to walk away from it because you don't know what else, you don't know what else is out there. You don't know what it's like to be on your own or it's like, do I give up all this time that I've already invested in this relationship? Like, all that bullshit, all the bullshit. I mean, yes, it's real bullshit. It's real factors, you know, mortgage, kids, uh, where family ties, all that. But again, at the end of the day, all that matters is you and your soul and your soul's journey. And if you are not doing what is right for your highest path for your soul, then you know, you're always going to run into these kind of issues because your higher self, like your soul self, your higher self, whatever you want to call it, is always going to be pushing you and nudging you towards your highest path, your most aligned path. Yes, we have free will. Yes, we are humans and we get to make whatever decisions we want. We get to sabotage our lives as much as we want. We get to fuck up as much as we want because that's our free will. That's our free choice. But just know that your higher self will constantly get back off, get back after you've knocked them over, after you've been knocked over or kicked down. Every time you get back up, your higher self will always be nudging you along to your highest path. It just will. And that's what I found uh, was the case for me. You know, I was exploring all these different facets I was always trying to, like I've talked in other podcasts, I was always, you know, searching for the right career, the right school, the right city, the right relationship, um, the right business. You know, I was always, always searching the right spirituality, the right like community, really. Like I just, I was always searching. And even though I would make choices that were not in my for my in my best interests um or I would stay in a relationship longer than its expiry date 
my soul always, always had my back and always was pushing me towards my highest path. And I just kind of got better at listening to that. And the way I was able to get better at listening to my higher self is by healing the inner children. Because when your inner children are running your life, their voices are very, very loud. Their voices are very loud. They're very consistent. And they can take over your mind. And they're very convincing, you know? They're very convincing. Um, And when you are, you know, looking at healing um, and wanting to cut cut that pattern of being reactionary and reacting to certain situations and reacting um, from that, you know, quick decision-making, emotion, emotional state, um, you know, always thinking with your head, not your heart, uh, especially on very important uh, relationship decisions or career or you know, your passions or whatever, like all that should be made with your heart, you know, anything truly important in your life should be made um, for from your heart. And, you know, it's all our brain is great for doing everything else, you know, making decision of what you want to eat, what clothes you want to put on, uh, you know, bullshit stuff like that, use your brain for that. But like the actual deep stuff, stuff that matters in your life, you need to use your heart. And that's something that Leanna Shante taught me. And I didn't know, I didn't know that because I was always like task focused. I was always a problem solver. I, I was trying to apply that in all areas of my life. And, you know, it's great to be a problem solver. I'm definitely very, I'm very happy that I have the ability to um, be resourceful and hardworking and not afraid of a challenge. I am. I'm happy that I'm not intimidated by that. Um, But what I find is I can make a lot of mistakes trying to think my way through a problem. When the answer might be right in front of me, I just needed to calm down and shut, shut off the mind, shut off the chatter, shut off any kind of like inner child, you know, um, fear coming up or whatever, any kind of, uh, ego stuff coming up, um, and just go in my heart and see what comes from there. See what, what kind of feeling I get within myself, that inner knowing. If I took the time to make that more of a practice, I'm sure I would, uh, probably, mm, probably have saved myself a lot of <laughs> bumps along the way even right now probably honestly like a lot of money saved like because I think when you're a reactionary person especially in business and you're like trying to like problem solve and brain your way through everything you can like spend money and just like try different things and like shoot from the hip and all that kind of stuff and it can it can get costly like there's some there's been some costly mistakes um but again it's all learning and um money is just energy and you know you gotta I just I don't cling to that kind of stuff and I'm not uh I don't get hung up on that sort of stuff I really just try to look at everything as a learning opportunity and um 
again, like trying to do better. And that's, again, it's like super um, frustrating when you when you do something like or a trigger comes up or, a, you know, an inner child, an old, old pattern, an old wound comes up from your inner child and you react on it, even though you know better. That's what I find is kind of frustrating for myself in this journey right now. And one key thing that I've noticed in my own path is um, having like animals as teachers, having Nova as a teacher she's very much uh she's definitely has been brought to me uh to help me be better to just elevate my life to push me to be better to be more focused to be more efficient to be um just more calm and like more patient and um more tolerant (laughs) um she's really really like yeah I was just like driving the other day and I just realized oh my gosh like oh she's definitely like she's just helping me like not not to be lazy like not that I'm a lazy person but like she's really making me be even more like kind of above and beyond like go-getter um she definitely is pushing me to be that which is great and I do need that and I appreciate that um but you know I just I didn't know that when I'm in the moment and I'm so fucking like frustrated with her because she's either you know stealing stuff off the counter like she literally I so I make raw food for her I had a whole days worth of meat set aside in a container unthawing in the kitchen in the sink so it's in the sink right dog shouldn't be able to get that right it's not like it was on the counter right on the edge or something like that like no it was deep in the bottom of the sink and that little chick somehow because she's not tall enough to get like in the sink I think she jumped up on the counter because this all happened in the middle of the night jumped up on the counter somehow put her nose in the sink and fucking got that full container of meat and guess and get this she didn't make a freaking peep didn't make us any sound she had this large container of meat in her mouth somehow got it down onto the floor without it crashing or tumbling everywhere because I did not hear anything and there was no mess and then she proceeded to eat the entire thing she ate the entire day's worth of raw chicken in I don't know how long probably didn't take her very long and there wasn't a speck left like the container was spotless and I woke up in the morning to find three poops all scattered around the house she had to poop three times obviously she had a very full belly and go out into the yard and oh yeah had to go poop again and then go back in had to poop again like she was full (laughs) And I was just like, oh my God. Like I actually, I wasn't, I was mad. Like it was just like, fuck dog, you know, like I was mad, but I wasn't like super mad at her because it was just, what are you going to do? Is she going to fucking understand that she did wrong? Like, no, but she did kind of, I think, no, she was, that wasn't good behavior because she was, 
you know how dogs are, you know, where they're kind of looking down or they go on the couch and they're just, you know, trying to be cautious around you. Um, but that's super frustrating, right? Or um, if she's around other dogs or something like that, she just gets so riled up and so crazy. And it's just like constantly trying to, you know, trying to instill training and um, order with her because she's a dog, right? She, and she needs to be trained. But then also letting her be her own self and like me, I need to let go and I need to just let the chaos happen and I need to just let her be a dipshit and run around and do her thing. Um, it's like a freaking balance of that. And that's what I'm trying to, that's what I'm finding with her is like I need to be accountable to make sure that her energy is expressed, that she's getting the good food that she needs, that she's getting out for her walks, that she's, you know, not super bored at home, that she's getting the training that she needs, like all these things. So that requires me to get up earlier, to go outside more often, to um, be on top of prepping this food and making this food and like um, taking time to do this training. And um, it just like, it makes me more accountable for like getting my ass in gear and like you know, humming along, right? Because before, when it's just yourself and, you know, my cat of 10 years, um, you can have a slower start. You aren't responsible for anybody else. You only need to have, you don't get your own shit in order, let alone a whole other being, right? And so it's just, it's very interesting to see how, those inner children who are can be who are frustrated or feeling whatever they're feeling come out uh in response to whatever Nova's doing right so I don't know it's definitely been interesting and the other thing is like when I do get super frustrated with her and you know reactionary with her I find myself feeling um, just like really bad for being reactionary with her because I know better. And that's the thing. It's like when you know better, do better. And I feel like on this, this path of healing, it's, it's definitely something that we all go through is like these ebbs and flows of not showing up and not being our best selves for the people or pets that we love. And, you know, being accountable for that, feeling that, I feel frustrated. I feel frustrated with myself. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to fucking just, you know, bullshit you and say like, um, oh, it'll all be okay. Like, yes, it will be all okay. But it doesn't mean that I'm not really fucking mad at myself for snapping on her or, you know, like getting frustrated or whatever else. It's like that, that wouldn't be truth. But it's feeling those feelings, holding yourself accountable and letting go of the shame, letting go of the guilt and authentically trying to do better the next day trying to do better moving forward in tandem as well 
looking at my own shit, looking at my inner children, you know, sitting with them, loving, sending them love, um, doing whatever kind of meditation journey that I need to so that I can see them, I can hear them, I can feel them. So that when Nova has a little episode and does something that would in the past maybe trigger me, that it does, I don't have such a, I don't have a reactionary response, right? And I think that's where a lot of people kind of get hung up, where they know they want to do better. They they know they can do better and they can for a little bit, but then they always fall back into those old patterns of reaction. And the reason why you fall into those old patterns of being reactionary is because that inner child isn't fully healed, is because that inner child still doesn't fully trust you and still doesn't feel like they, he or she is, you know, being heard, loved, seen, all of the things, right? And that's why this takes consistent work. That's why it takes consistent effort. And for me, like, honestly past couple weeks, been super busy, been traveling, been doing all this stuff, super focused on work. Like I said, I have a whole new routine with the dog and everything. Have I been doing consistent, you know, inner child meditations every single day like I have in the past? No, I haven't. So it makes fucking sense why I would be more reactionary right now. And of course, different things come up in your life, different stressors come up in your life that you're not always going to be, you know, perfect all the time. I mean, there's no such thing as perfect, but you know what I mean? Like you're not going to be able to handle it all, all the time, right? We're not meant to do that. We're not robots, right? But I know that is a big factor into why I am you know, being more reactionary with her is because like, she's just a direct reflection of me. It's like, if I'm more reactionary with her and she's not feeling like she's getting, you know, adequate time, love, attention or whatever, it's because I'm not giving myself time, love, and attention, right? So I don't know. I hope this guy, I hope this helped you guys in understanding maybe where to start with um, inner child work or even have an idea of what inner child work looks like. And if you are curious about, you know, learning more about that, I highly, highly recommend doing mother wound, father wound programs or just so beneficial, especially um, the energy work behind it, but then also the the cognitive process of it all. Um, And, you know, even if you had a great childhood, like quote unquote, great childhood, like parents were together, everything was happy go lucky, but you still now as an adult, you're still finding that you're feeling like these, these triggers or these patterns come up. Just know like that's inner, that's mother wound, father wound. And a lot of the times it's not all stemmed from a mother or a father. This could be, you know, imprints, any any person in your life that had kind of a mother role or a father-like role to you could inflict this kind of wounding. So it could be a teacher. It could be someone in your church. It could be an aunt, an uncle, you know, a, a stepfather, a stepmother, anyone who had that kind of authority, mother wound, fa- um, sorry, mother, father figure in your life could have uh, potentially inflicted this kind of wounding onto you. So 
you know, like anything, don't look at it as black and white. And if you are seeing, you know, different patterns come up in your life, just know that there's always a deeper um, issue to it or a deeper reasoning for it. And you're worth it. You're worth to, you're worth um, to look at that and you're worth uh, taking the time to, to see what that's all about because, you know, it just makes life easier. It makes life easier, more calm, more happy, more stable. And there's nothing better on this planet than having that inner calmness, that inner sense of security and self-love. Um, yeah, to have that unshakable you know, inner, inner, inner self-love and connection to the, the divine and to Jesus, that is what it's all about, right? Um, so anyways, we're coming up here on an hour. It was so, so good to talk to all of you again. And, you know, like I said, I hope you all have a very, very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Um, again, I will be back uh, next week. Uh, for another episode and I just yeah I'm sending you guys all so much love and positive vibes over this Christmas holidays and I just hope you guys have a wonderful time and I will talk to you guys next week have a good one